Welcome back to the New York Sports Exchange, episode number 99. One more. One more to the big one, zero, zero. One more to go. And Bradley Beal is a Phoenix Sun. And? Chris Paul's a Clipper. Chris Paul's a Clipper. Takes me back to like... 2013. Yeah, it's just about to say City. And Wyndham Clark. Just an interesting week. Very interesting week of golf. That, that, interesting week of sports. Yeah, very in interesting to say the least. Um... I'm very distracted right now because Maeve is playing Fall Guys, and I love that game. So that's where I that's where I'm at right now. So we're gonna recap uh, the Bradley Beal trade, NBA draft tomorrow. We talked a little bit on uh, our last episode. But we're gonna go into a little bit of more depth. Who's like our favorite sleep? Who's my favorite sleeper? Favorite second round prospect? One that can definitely make that big jump and help out a team. But um, U.S. Open, we'll talk all about it. Peter Laviolette's press conference was yesterday. Well, I'll give my thoughts on that. You see that uh, stat I sent you? Uh, what was it? Yeah, that was so stupid. Hopefully, I don't know, man. Hopefully he'll fix that. Come on. Four of those guys are goalies. He's got to get those up. And the uh, Yankees and Mets are in uh, free fall, although the Yankees did win last night. But How do you go? Like, I don't know. You went 11-1 and then you just... I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. So let's dive right into it. Bradley Beal, Phoenix Sun. Who saw this coming? <laughs> I think everyone did. But now the Suns have, like, no bench. They got five guys. They have <laughs> five guys on the team under contract. Is this going to work out? No. But it's cool to see. It just reminds it, it, me a lot of it's, – it's just another Brooklyn situation. Yeah. I, it, Wherever it, Katie goes, this follows. It is It is nice to see. Um, so I believe it is go- the official tri- – it's not official yet, but – a part of the package is going to be, if I can find it, here we go. Uh, Bradley Beal to the Suns. He's waiving his no-trade clause. The Suns send Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and multiple seconds and pick swaps to the Wizards, which means that Phoenix has no available first-rounders to include in the trade. They just uh, sort of a bench. The, I, I, don't know, I don't know what they're going to do in this offseason. And basically, the Wizards are planning on waiving... Uh, Chris Paul and Chris Paul is planning on a reunion with the uh, with the Lake with the Clippers. I don't know why I almost said Lakers. Because I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> yeah, like um, I, I think the pick swaps for them for the uh, for the Suns can really help them out because that's like basically the only thing that they, that that's the only thing they have left. Because once they're terrible, they, they're just gonna rely on those pick swaps because they. I don't know what to say. Like, this is like, I feel like this is like a whole other, this is just what Kevin Durant has done throughout his entire NBA career. He basically has just like four stars surround him with yeah. a terrible bench. And and you saw it in Brooklyn. You're going to see it now. If they don't click like a team, you know, and, and they don't even have, like, head coaching-wise, Monty Williams no, isn't even have, there. No, they have uh, Frank Vogel. No, I know they have Frank Vogel. But like, Monty Williams isn't even there anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't know, like, what to think about this. Like, they don't move me. They don't move. Yeah, they don't move me. But it's like, does Bradley Beal really make them that much better? I mean, he wasn't even this good. That good this year. How many combined games do they play? All of them. All of them. Like to together. Me, it's gonna like, be the same thing. It was in Brooklyn. I mean, eight, like, if you are you considering Aiden in this too? No, no. All right, well, I'm just, I'm just wondering because he's one of the five. I thought you were talking about the five guys they no, have. No, how many games <laughs> does that big three play together? Uh, twenty, twenty-two. Okay. All right. Someone's gonna get hurt. All right, that I see it. Yeah, someone's bound to get hurt at that point. But 
I, I don't know. It's not. Gonna, I don't think it's going to be D-Book. I think Bradley Beal and KD are uh, in and out of the lineup. Yeah, the, KD's not the same guy he was, like, three years ago. So, and I'm not saying that he's bad. No, he's but just not as... He's just not... Like, when you go back to that Brooklyn run where they went to Game 7 against... Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Like, that's not the same KD you're seeing right now. No. So, I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see, but... It's definitely something, but I mean... Who's running point for them? They have to go get one. They don't have a ball distributor. They have three ball-dominant three ball dominant guys right now. Like, who are they going to rely on on the bench, too? Because I think Terrence Ross is done, right? I, what? Jock Landale? <laughs> like, but, like, the fact that we're throwing Terrence Ross is, like, your sixth man around. It's just... Yeah. You can't even get Lou no, Williams. No, they have uh, Cameron Payne. They have six guys under contract or five? Five. So he's gonna I, I think it so He might end up playing. Booker. How much cap do they have? I don't I don't I don't even know. So Aiden's gotta get moved. No one wants that contract. Nobody wants that contract. I think they're gonna stick with Aiden. Well the best is what well everyone thought Aiden was gonna be a part of this trade, but then I remember Brian Windhorst, he's always right. He is always right about something. Brian Windhorst said, Do not be surprised if this trade is like significantly lower than what people think it is because nobody wants to take on that contract. No. I'm surprised like the Bradley Beal contract. Yeah, well that's just as bad as the Aiden contract. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know what Matt Ishby is doing. It's it's inter- it's just like it, it seems like Do you know what route I think he's going and Tim you're not gonna like this analogy? What? Steve Cohen. You know what? It it, it, it is a little reminiscent of that, but baseball and basketball are two different sports. And yeah. you are looking at a team now that has five, instead of like a team with, you know, at least a full 40 man, you're looking at a team with five rostered yeah, dudes. with five guys on the run. Yeah. I, I don't know what the it hell. Just remi- it just reminds, you know, this reminds me of another Brooklyn situation. This is exactly what happened in Brooklyn. Is it any better? I don't know. Do you consider Bradley Beal a better asset than James Harden? That, well, that's the quite that's where we're at now. You, you tell me. I, when healthy, I think Bradley Beal is a better asset than James Harden. When healthy is the thing. When healthy. When healthy is the thing. Um, any other free agent news in the NBA? And then we'll dive into the draft. Um, I haven't seen it. Oh, Tony Snell came out. Oh, yeah. That was something. You know, and uh, good for him. Yeah, uh, yeah good Honestly, for him. good for him. Takes a lot of, you know, he's going to get a lot of backlash from the media and stuff. And definitely some support, which we've seen a lot through the NBA, which is great. Uh, he's done a hey. And for people who don't know, he recently was diagnosed with autism. He came out and said that. I just saw, like, a lot of things on, on social media clouding. It was like, he really didn't know? And it was just, like, all those stat lines where it was, oh, like, oh it's like 28 minutes, like, 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but good for him, man. He's, like, that's, like, that's such an inspiration for people. For a lot of people. Yeah. And especially, you know, a guy who's been a career NBAer. He's been he's been in the league since I, a, while. a while. So a guy who's stuck around, you know, it, it just – it. It, it gives everyone a little bit more motivation. Yeah. Um, all right. NBA draft. It's about a- that time. Ask anything. Ask me anything. I have the answer for it, Tim. Who threw the first pitch? Victor, <laughs> Victor Wimbiyama. Anyone who didn't see how big his hand is. Oh, my God. The ball. That was in Maeve. Okay. So, Maeve's here, by the way. She's playing fall, guys. Um, the consensus number one pick in the NBA draft, he threw out – he's the seven-foot-four – French guy, and he th- and he threw <laughs> he threw out the, <laughs> yeah yo <laughs> he threw out the first pitch in uh, at the Yankee game. This is his hand with a baseball, which is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like he could his whole hand is like the size of a like a 
Honestly, like a three-week-old baby. And then he almost fucking, <laughs> yeah, he almost fucking, like, killed a kid in the stands. Well, I'm sure he can't throw a pitch. I mean, No, he threw, okay, so here's what he did. He threw, like, a first, he threw out a first pitch, he threw out the pitch, he spiked it, and then he threw a toss-up into the crowd, and he just fucking whizzed it. <laughs> and they showed a camera on Aaron Boone as he was throwing it, and you just, you can read Boone's lips. Boone just goes... Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, yeah, he probably's never really thrown a baseball in his life. Well, he just... didn't know what baseball was. Although he did, was he did he was looking forward to meeting Aaron Judge, and I would have loved to see a side by side pick of him. Did you see his picture with JJ Redick? Yeah, it wasn't a uh... JJ Redick is six foot four. <laughs> he just looked like a baby. Yeah, like JJ Redick is six four. I know. So, Wembenyama, consensus overall number one. Consensus number one overall pick. He's going to revive Spurs basketball. Greg Popovich is going to be coaching until he's like eighty five. Brandon Miller seems like consensus number two now. Uh, yes, and I think that is the dumbest mistake that the Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets organization has ever made. Only time will tell. I like I like Scoot Henderson a lot. I like Scoot a lot, too, but it, I, th- I know why that they're going with Brandon Miller. And to be honest, I, I kind of agree. You already ha- And even when it was already revealed that the Hornets had the second pick, I was sort of like, they might go Brandon Miller over Scoot here because Scoot Henderson is not that great of a shooter. And plus, it's like a need thing. You already have Terry Rozier and Lamelo Ball at the one, one and the two. Why would you need to load up that? I I get it. I get why they're get, taking Brandon Miller, but I'm with you. You got an injury prone, well, not injury prone. We haven't really known, but Lamelo gets hurt last year. Is Terry Rozier really like? Come on. I know, but like at the same time, and they need like a shooting wing. It's like, oh my, scary Terry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Ooh>, two beauties. <laughs> Um, they had, uh, what do you call it? They just, they need a shooting, a a capable wing that can shoot the three. And Brandon Miller brings you that. Like, he is... It's exactly what he brings. Yeah. He's a guy who could score 50 points in a college game. On the other hand, the Trailblazers have a big decision to make. Do you trade the pick and build around Dame one last time? Or... Does he even want to be there? I don't know. Or do you... Trade Damian Lillard, and keep that pick, and somehow be able to keep that pick. Well, probably, yeah. Well, yeah. If you move Dame, you're gonna keep yeah, the pick. Yeah, you're gonna keep the pick. So basically, Woj went on uh, went on ESPN the other day, or no, not went on ESPN because he works for ESPN. He was on TV the other day. Uh, so this is these are this is his analysis on the status of the number three pick. Portland has not received any trade offer that would move them off staying at number three. They view Scoot Henderson as a potential all-star. Duh. And while the Blazers want to add veterans around Damian Lillard, they understand the value of the pick. Like, they know that if they if they pick Scoot Henderson, they know that they're getting a generational talent. Dame's done his time. Get up and move. Yeah, I think it's... I, I want to see him there. be successful. He's a great playoff player. I mean, he's... He's not been there, done that, but he's proven time and time again when he does get to the playoffs, he can carry a team that is of caliber of the fucking Blazers. Like, they're not a good basketball organization. They haven't been for a while. Yeah, they haven't. So, I'd like to see Dame come back. Do I want to see him in Miami Heat jersey? No. (laughs) I I think it makes the most sense if he goes to Miami. Yeah, I mean, are we going to see him in Miami Heat jersey? Probably. Yeah. Hero Duncan. (laughs) Hero and Duncan. (laughs) What a team. Yeah, like, that's all I can really think of. They want to try and get Dame without moving Tyler Hero. I understand that. I don't. (laughs) What what else are they going to move? What else are they going to move? I mean... Like, 
Tyler Hero. Like that's but yeah, that's no, the guy you had to move. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, like they're gonna try and keep away. Of, is he really even that valuable? Like, no, but they consider him to be valuable. Like maybe it's kind of all a smokescreen where they want teams to think he's more valuable than he is. But like, who? What like other team is like? What other team would trade for him? Who Dame or Tyler Hero? Dame. Sorry, I should have been more uh, specific. At this point, there. I don't even know. Yeah, like, I feel like Miami is the only fit. I they thought like maybe the... Phoenix, but now it's like... Yeah. Now they're the only... Yeah, Miami's like the only team that I can think of without like a... Maybe Boston? Well... Are willing to move Jalen Brown? Uh, shout out to the, uh, Leroy, uh, Pro Football Talk Commenter's uh, dog, whenever... The ghost of Leroy. Every time he gets a scoop, he uh, he's... Right, like... 85% of the time, by the way. Hearing Jalen Brown will be leaving Boston, leaving the Boston Celtics via a sign and trade. Bark, bark, bark. Who, Jalen Brown? Yes. Yeah, so I, I can see that. And let's just say this. He was meeting with the Suns. He was right on that. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, when Nolan Arenado got hit by that pitch in spring training, he said that his x-rays were negative. That was true. Well, I mean, that kind of just... He's writing a lot of things. March 13th, Aaron Rodgers has agreed to play for the New York Jets. Yeah, but again, a few of these are very well-known things. Leroy, like, the ghost of Leroy. Is... We'll see. We'll see. I could definitely see him being moved. Jalen Brown, I, I, there's a lot of speculation around him. I heard that two guys in a Supermax just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Me. And he is not a player that deserves a Supermax. Not by any means. No, not even close. He's, honestly, he's... Like, one of the best guards in the league with one of the worst handles. So you're looking at, like, a LeBron-type guy without the LeBron physicality. I don't know. Like, handle-wise. Yeah. Um, Any other dra- uh, draft things you want to uh, touch up on? I mean— Ask, it, ask, me, ask me something. Because you you do say that college basketball is, like, my thing. And no, it is your yeah. thing. But it's, like— Like, who's, like, a guy that, like— Would slip? Would slip? After watching, I'll be honest. I called, I called Asar Thompson, one of the bet, one of the like most overrated player in the draft class. I gave his highlight tape like one more look. I think he's better than his brother. I think Amen is more. I think. So you think he slips? Do you I think, think Drace Walker maybe slips. Drace Walker maybe. Do you know who? I th- yeah, I actually, I know who's gonna slip. Who? Grady Deck. I was just gonna say that. It's going to be Grady Dick, I think. He's a, I mean, he is the best shooter in the class, but... He's the best shooter in the class, but I feel like that... So, say he falls to, like, the 11-12 range. Actually, no, I do not think Grady Dick is the best shooter in the class. I think it's Jordan Hawkins. Really? UConn. No doubt. All right, I guess that's fair. But, it, I mean, you look down the whole list. Who's most likely, you think, to slip? I feel like look it off at, like, the top of my head here. Or g- give me a guy you think is going to be a steal. Forget about slip. All right, a steal? Later first round steal. Taylor Hendricks. Oh, Taylor. later first round. Later first round. Because Taylor Hendricks is no doubt a lottery pick. Um, Gigi Jackson? He can be. He can be. I really like Gigi Jackson. What about Jalen Hood? Jalen Hood, Shafino, maybe. Um, I like the kid out of Santa Clara. Braden, uh, I forget. Pot is it whatever? Podziemski. I can't yeah, say I like him either. a lot. I butcher word names worse than you do. That is true. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly. What about Jamie Jacquez? Jaime Jaquez? No, I uh, think he's like the. That's what I'm saying. He, like I just. He's gonna be a bust. Bust? I think he's not gonna be good. Um, let's. I'm trying to think of another. Amir Bailey. Team. Amari Bailey. Dude, again. Jesus Christ! Can you read? No. So it's getting to the point where I'm like. <laughs> to be fair, like 
my phone is lagging, so I'm really only getting like last names on this whole prospect yeah. list that I, I have. I think Asar is. Uh, I think honestly, and this is not me being like Duke fan shit. Derek Lively. You think Derek Lively? Derek Lively. He a team is going to be. I I've been hearing he might be going into the top ten. Really, I mean that I I wouldn't shot. I haven't seen too much of him, but he okay. He's not like he's not like an your average NBA big. Well, an average NBA big now is like a stretch big. He's like a true like true big man. Like most of his field goals are from inside the paint. They're usually either so who, who dunks you, or layups. Who do you think needs him? Honestly, well now now that he's like moved up, a team like Dallas could definitely use him. Before, I was saying that the Golden State Warriors should put a full-court press on him because, honestly, I think that he's going to be what we all thought James Wiseman was going to be. Okay. That's that's what I think about Derek Lively. Last guy I have to ask you about okay. before we move on. Nick Smith Jr. He's going to fall, but... Do you think he might be the steal of draft? I think so. Nick just, Smith is going... Just because of that injury? Just because of the injury. I think when healthy Nick... If Nick Smith Jr. had a healthy year at Arkansas... He was going to be one of the best players, and he was going to be a top ten pick. Also, another guy I like, uh, Bryce Sensible out of uh, Ohio State. Uh, he had a season-ending leg injury. He's going to be fine by the start of the NBA season. He's going to be a second-round pick, but he's going to be a steal. So, let me ask you this: I've seen a lot of draft boards have Nick Smith go from the fifteen to twenty range. Okay. I've heard a lot of new rumors. So is you. About Jordan Poole maybe getting a move. Really? Do you think maybe Golden State kind of decides to say, hey, do a little swap here? Maybe. At 19? Maybe maybe they move Poole and move up and then grab him at like 15 or 16? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Oof. Damn, that's tough. It's a hard question. I don't it, know. it is a tough we'll call. We'll see what happens draft night, but it's a tough call. Uh, we have a draft day trade, but it's not really that important. Uh, Nuggets are trading their 2024 first and 2023 40th to the Indiana Pacers for number 29 and number 32. Hey, deep in the bench. Yeah, deep in the. Yeah, that's probably what they're doing. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. You're gonna lose Bruce Brown. You're yeah. probably gonna lo- you're gonna lose a bunch of these guys. They gotta get new guys to fill in. They don't have the cap. Yeah, they don't have the cap room for it. Um, that's all for the NBA. I'm. Oh, uh, actually, well, uh, on this track of basketball, it is sort of sad. Uh, Bob Huggins. It's just a. T- uh, it's just like a tough, tough way to go for him because he is without a doubt one of the greatest college basketball coaches ever, and it's just sad to see him go like this. And I feel terrible too because kind of did it to himself. Though. Yes, yeah, like, but like, he's am I what he did was inexcusable. There's no doubt about it. How do you leave it. your car in the middle? Of the road? <laughs> like, I don't know. How do you not like? And especially, it's, the, it's sad. He was already he was already a controversy from from uh, the radio show. And, but, like, it doesn't – how do I put this? What, what he did was it, inexcusable. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It leaves a bad taste best. in your mouth, but Bob Huggins, the coach, Bob Huggins, just the person, no matter, like, what people say, like – No, no, yeah, I – He is one – a lot of players – because, like, do you remember Jordan McCabe? Yeah. That prodigy yeah, who yeah, – yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so he his freshman year was at West Virginia, and he moved – uh, Jordan McCabe's – mother was di- was diagnosed with cancer and basically, yeah was diagnosed with cancer and Bob Huggins basically like moved 
Jordan McCabe's family into West Virginia and admitted her to West Virginia Medical, and she's been in remission for, like, four years. So... I mean, yeah, obviously there's a lot of tough things going on with him. Yeah, but it, it's it's just sad to see because... Yeah. And, and just to thinking about it from, like, a this year standpoint, too, West Virginia, like, had a very... Like, they were going to be, like, a top 15 team in the country because they freaking went into the transfer portal, got Kirk Creesa from Arizona, they got Jesse Edwards from Syracuse, who was on Duke's radar, and now it's just, it's just kind of all, like, crumpling down. The one thing that I... That does leave with like a little bit of question is, who are they gonna hire? Because every single assistant on his staff, at the time of the incident, had two weeks left on their contract. So what the hell are they gonna do? It's a whole new West Virginia team, and you can't really hire like you can't really explore like anywhere for a hire because almost every college basketball job is taken. It's just and it's, it's really and it's really fucked up. Poor if timing. They, poor. It's just if they just let all of them walk because there's no jobs available right no. now. You're almost better off hiring in house. At the same time, though, hiring in house has seemed to work. H- hiring in house has definitely like seemed to work because look at what happened in Texas with uh, Chris Beard. Chris Beard um, had that uh, domestic violence. Not really. Uh, we don't really know what it is. That assault thing with his wife. But they hire Rodney Terry who was an assistant on the staff and they go to an elite eight and they were, uh, they were an unstoppable. They were preventing if Miami didn't go on that mat, that big run with five minutes left in the second half, they were probably going to go to the final four. Who knows what they, what, how they would have mashed up against UConn and all that. So it's, it's, it's just sad to see. It's a, it, listen, Hugs it's, is one of the best. Like, it's just a poor situation. It's a tough way for him to go out. I, I understand everything behind it, but, you know, and we could give him all the praise he is a head coach and, you know, stuff about his family, but with all the media and stuff today, yeah, you, can't, you can't be doing that. You can't, you can't leave like, your car in the middle of the road. You can't get a deep, like, you he can't. He thought he was in Columbus when he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and, and who else did that happen to? Uh, it was uh, Marshawn Lynch. Then he like fall asleep in his car in Las Vegas, and he thought he yes. was somewhere else. Yes. Like, and then there was something like, yeah, he listen he just got tough. pulled over at like eight thirty, and then like when the officers like asked where, like, do you know where you are? And he was like, yeah, I'm at Burger King. When he was at like a Burger King at like one thirty. Yeah, it's just yeah, that's so. <laughs> that's, oh my but, god. Tough situation with Huggins. We'll see what happens in yeah, West Virginia. It's tough. I know he's one of my favorite coaches in college basketball, so it's kind of tough to see uh, a career like that end. So anyway, moving on, Wyndham Clark, U.S. Open champion. Great, just absolute masterclass performance from him, just through and through. I mean, he showed up when it mattered. It's tough for Ricky because he's been through a lot. I wanted Ricky to win, but so who in their right mind thought Ricky was going to come out on top? I did not. Yeah. I mean, I, just even finishing that high for him is great. I know, but it, I just wanted him to get one so bad. He was never going to get it. I thought he was. I thought uh, I thought it was his chance. I thought it was his moment. But Wyndham Clark, he just... I, mean, I just got to say, I hated the course. It's a tough course. I hate it. You want to talk about who shot an 81? Was it Justin Thomas? Yeah, it was Justin Thomas after shooting like a 72. It's just, it's a hard course. It'll get, the fescues will get you. The roughs will get you. Even the Koreans were difficult. In a way, I kind of like agree with the course being tough because there's so much prize it, money on the line. So it has. Like, you want to perform it, it, on like the toughest course in the world and earn. It has to be that hard. Prove it. But it like, has to be that hard. No, and, and just with the technology today for golf, I mean, they're constantly extending holes. They're constantly 
you know, doing why they extend whole. I mean, I they have see, to. You have yeah. to with all the new technology and stuff. I mean, people's drives every year are going up ten, five, ten yards every year. Just you're talking like just broad spectrum wise, everyone's drives are going up. You gotta extend holes, and court. And in my opinion, courses need to be this hard. If and okay. I don't want to say harder, but it has to. It has to be this difficult, or else you're gonna see guys constantly shoot this lot. Like, yeah, I, I see why, but it's just. I like when it's like when these top guys end up struggling. Like Scheffler struggled towards the end. That sucked for me. <laughs> Hovland struggled, which also sucked for me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. These these world class guys, you have to give them some difficulty sometimes. It can't be always such a cakewalk. For I mean, how much has Scheffler made in the tour this year? A lot. Exactly, like 14 million. A lot. So it, yeah, you got you got to make it difficult for guys like these. Just just have new winners and stuff. So yeah. it's it's cool to see Wyndham Clark win one. It's tough for Ricky Fowler, but it's tough for Ricky. It's tough for Rory too. Yeah, thought, Rory played like... great. He had one bogey in the last round. Yeah, and then uh, what was I gonna say? But they all went away with prize money. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I know that. Like everyone gets their money, but uh, now we look forward to the British Open. Yep. I didn't. I didn't never knew this. And did you? I, I don't really can. I, I'm. I've gotten to go into golf more this year. I feel like every year. Everybody like who like is in like watches golf one time like every year they progressively get more and more into it. Yeah, but like I like I know enough. Like I didn't know this though. I didn't know that. I always thought like the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open were always at different courses, and then the Masters is always at Augusta, and the Open is always at St. Andrews. I did not know that. I did not know. I did not know that this year's Open Championship is at. Uh, it's in Liverpool. So and then I, I, you could correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know if we're gonna look this up. And I'm just saying this. Just I think it like rotates though, right? So they go like England, Ireland, Scotland. I always thought it was also at St yeah. Andrews. I just think, and I could be wrong. I would look this up, and I could be so wrong. But um, that course is so easy. Oh really? Yeah. It, there's no. It's just straight away. There's no like. Well, that's the same thing with St Andrews too. No, I'm saying St Andrews. Yeah. So that might be the reason why no, they. But it's not at St Andrews. No, I'm saying it might be the reason that's why they switched it. Okay. Because like, they don't. Because that's one of the oldest golf courses in the world. All these golf courses that they get st- extends to and like the stuff they make adjustments to. Yeah. Like all these new ones, like you know. Oh, it's like not going to be at St Andrews for a while. Okay, so it does rotate. No, but it's like okay. So there, it's at Royal Liverpool in Liverpool, England. That's probably what gave it away because they were playing You'll Never Walk Alone in the promo for it. Um, then it's at the Royal Troon in Scotland in 2024, and then 2025 it is at the Royal Port Rush. I like uh, how it switches. I, oh, it's in Northern Ireland. Okay. Listen, that, I it should be fun to watch. And then like it sort of like started like coming back to me because I remember when Shane Lowry won in Northern Ireland in 2016. I forgot and about that. The slew of people that were following him <laughs> was ridiculous. The Irish boy. <laughs> and they were all singing like Irish songs and shit. It was like awesome. why wouldn't they? He's, yeah. It's like winning the Canadian. No, but like, like, Shane, like Shane Lowry got shit faced and it was awesome. It's like winning in Canada if you're Canadian. It's like I won this for the homeland. Yeah. Then and then it just brought back more open. I remember watching when Phil won. In 2013, dude, it's you. Yeah, you're pulling dates. I I don't know. I gotta go. 2013 or 2014, one or the other. And I remember my grandpa, big Phil guy. I hate Phil. Not anymore. Um, (laughs) He's such a a scumbag. Not anymore. Um, Yeah, he was. He hit like a big, like long putt to really like give him the lead, and he was loving it. Yeah, I just. I used to like him to the lefty, and I'm just like, 
Yeah. This guy's an like absolute asshole. Yeah, that guy's a jackass now. Uh, yeah, so now we look forward to the Open Championship. So yeah. I don't really know how, how the Royal Liverpool is going to work. I hope... Do you know what? Just for, like, the sake of it, I hope the winner is, like, one over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want it to be, like, like, like something so difficult. Like, the cut is set at, like, plus four. Like, of course that hard. Yeah. But, like, I want, like... How do I put this? I hated the last one because, like, either guys were really good or guys were just fucking terrible. I want everyone to just be terrible. terrible. That way I can like, hammer the over on every single guy's round. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, like over 72 <laughs> and a half. It's like, yeah, well, we shot a 74 yesterday, yeah, so I'm just like, going to keep it. Wa- that's what I want it to be. Like, I want it to be something like that. Um, Moving on to... Actually, no. Do you know who has popped up on the leaderboard and who I think is going to be a potential golf great? Who? Sam Bennett. I do like Sam Bennett. He almost won the Masters, <laughs> and then here he is climbing up the top ten in the U.S. Open. It's all about them U.S. guys now. Yeah, I think Sam Bennett has a great future in the PGA. I hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm not wrong on, like, half the people that I talk Dude, I love when, in the NBA. I, I love when there's all those, like, it's like, oh, like, bringing for the homeland. Like, it's always like, oh, courses in, like, America now. Like, someone, from, you know, from the U.S. got to win. Like, and it's just like John Rahm, who's Spanish, goes out there and just dominates, like, every time. I just find it funny how, like, all these, like, people, like, they just show their nationalities. But then you realize, oh, that guy played Pac-12 golf. Yeah, like, these guys have been over for forever. <laughs> Victor but... Hovland was in the big, was playing Big 12 golf at Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, they've been here for forever. It's just. Yeah, you just don't, like, realize it. Uh, moving on to the NHL, I want to talk about uh, Peter Laviolette's uh, press conference. I think he fucking aced it. I just think he's a good head coach. I think I, th- that, I think that's just what he is. He, I, yeah, I don't know why people, like, I understand why people were shitting on him in the beginning because, because uh, of his uh, tenure in Washington, but you got to look at his whole coaching resume and you got to look at every the situation he was handed in Washington. I think he's a good head coach. I think he's a perfect fit for this team. He finally got a young roster, and he's already like talking to the players like he was talking about how he was talking to Adam Fox the other day like you just need someone who's gonna be you know not like honestly a, a guy who's going to lead like a face of your team yeah. Laviolette I think is the guy so Rangers got him I'm just yeah I and you talked about how the development of Lafreniere and Kako is going to be a finally someone who brings it up finally no, someone brings no it one up. talked everyone was just ignoring it for like three yeah. years and Somebody finally had to someone fucking it. talks about it and then they brought in what's his name uh, what is his name? What is his? Uh, they brought in like a development guy, and now I oh, uh, Michael Pekka, former oh, captain I did. of the Islanders. So he's I know, joining former st- captain of the Islanders. Yeah, he's joining the staff. So he worked. So is, I he's not behind the bench. Am I wrong? I know he's a development. guy. No, I know, I know, but some <laughs> there was one. Because Laviolette head coached him for the Isles. Oh, really? Yeah, you go back to 0-2 in the Shawnee Bates here. Um, I don't know. I like. I, I'm, I'm trying to Michael find Peckles, like Peckles. I'm trying to find what exactly he said about. Uh, Great player. About Lafreniere, but I'm I'm already let. Yeah, here it is. Uh, those young players do need an opportunity to grow. They have to be not given anything, but given an opportunity to grow. Everyone wants to feel that responsibility, and those conversations will be had. There you go. So expect some of those guys to not be everyday players, especially if they're not producing. Just but give at the same time, the same time like, if they're producing, expect them to the be every. Line. Like they're yeah. gonna give chances, they're gonna get opportunities, and and there's no, you know what, like, like he says, you're at a point now. There's no more rookie mistakes. 
Like you, no. ma- you make a mistake, you make a mistake. You, it's you, like what you, we've been saying for Daniel Jones, what we were saying about Daniel Jones for the last, like... Yeah, I think, honestly, in the NHL... You're going up until Dable came. If you've been playing the league, uh, if you've played in the league where you're, like, uh, at least 100 games, not even. Say you've been played, like, 65 games. You know, there's still some leeway, but you get to that... that once that UFA, I mean, once that RFA contract comes up and you're re-upping... Yeah. And you're a top pick, you better figure it out. Yeah, like, at that point, yeah. You better Especially, figure it out. Because Lafreniere is up on the contract here. And you got to think, look what happened when Jack Hughes Actually, was. no. Lafreniere's not even on the team, technically, right? He's an RFA. Yeah, so, I mean, he's still they still have their rights. He's restricted, so he can't really do any. UFA wouldn't be on the team. Okay. Um, That's the same thing with Miller, too, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But you look at, I mean, you look at... Jack Hughes got an 88F, his, his RFA. Like, yeah. You know, that's something you want to be yeah, able to give at the same time, up. though, the Rangers have, like, absolutely no cast. Right, but I'm just saying, you want to be, be able to look at your first overall pick and be like, we can give him an 88 because, like, he's shown that he's, you know, worth something like that. In this case, you're looking at a guy who's getting a bridge deal. Yeah. So, and, and this is honestly his last, and I would expect two years. I wouldn't expect maybe two, three years. I wouldn't expect anything more. And I would say... If I'm the team, like, you know, this is your last shot. Show us or either we'll trade you because you're still going to have value as a first-round pick or or first overall pick, rather, or we're going to let you go. Yeah, but I really liked what I heard from from LaViolette. They got their guy. Hopefully he's our guy. That... That's like a make or break hire yeah. for Chris Jerry right there because there's like it really is. I mean, like, he's the next guy out. It's not it's not head coach yeah, anymore. Like he's it's next you. If, you got a tenured well, guy. Well, you know, well, ironically enough, um, made the con- so 20, 2011 mm-hmm. made the conference finals, and or no, was it twenty? Oh, 2012. 2012 made the conference. Made the finals. cup in twenty. They won the cup in twenty ten, didn't they? Who? No, I'm talking about the Rangers. Oh, oh yeah. this is a trend that I've noticed with the Rangers. 2012, they lost in the conference finals. 2013, they lost in the first round. 2014, they fire uh, Torts, bring in Elaine Vigneault, go to the Stanley Cup. 2022. Or you go to one, they go to Eastern Conference Final. Two, they get to first round. Now now they have a first-year head coach. See what happens. Who knows? Maybe this is the, Ranger, maybe this is the Rangers' year. There's no trend with the Isles. It's, uh, they either stink or they made it to the – Somewhat, they made it the playoffs. Like, I don't know. You never finals. know. Make the conference finals, yeah. But know. I am. Uh... No, I'd be, I'd be happy. Uh, Isles news. It's not really anything, but yeah. Bull Duke gets re-upped from his RFA deal to a two-year one-way, eight hundred k AAV. Uh, if you're an Isles fan, that just makes you think of what Mayfield's place is. If they think they, you know, have the cap room for him, and if he's Bull Duke's either the backup plan or they're just gonna let Mayfield walk. But I, I, I would like to re-up Mayfield. I think he's a guy that. He's been a staple for so long. He's just, he's been such a shutdown guy for them. He's 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 been thick through thick and thin. Oh. But um, you, you, we'll have to see if he's gonna I continue just, or he's gonna be out. Uh, some Nick news. Actually, not really news, but this is this actually happened. Uh, according to Fred Katz, uh, next beat writer for the Athletic, Tom Thibodeau and Obi Toppin allegedly had a heated argument following Game Four of the Heat series. Yeah, I'm not shocked if he's out. Katz said Toppin yelled at Thibodeau in front of teammates, so fresh off of a loss that they were still in uniform. Assistant coach Rick Brunson stepped in t- to stand up for his boss. Toppin-, Toppin and Rick Brunson got into it for a moment. Randall, Evan Fournier, and Josh Hart next. Josh Hart pulled Toppin aside to cool him off. It's just a guy who doesn't play once minutes, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> See where he ends up, but again. Get all, ready to all... learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he didn't get a fair shot. I'm sure a team will give him a chance yeah, at the Pistons yeah, or something, but yeah. probably is Houston. Is trade going to happen? We'll have to see. I don't think it is. We'll have to wait and see. I have no idea. I, I really don't know. 
I have well, no clue. Uh, Mariah Mills has been uh, suspended from Twitter. Really? Yeah. So we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, we'll we'll see. He probably wants out of New Orleans. Yeah, now. I I would I think honestly. Now I'm just speaking based off of. Uh, I think he wants. Everyone knew he wanted to be a net. He's been saying he wanted to go to New York. I and I get what you're and saying. And now his best friend from Duke. What are you gonna in New York? What are you gonna trade to give shining? up? Shining. What are you gonna trade to shining? <laughs> Star J Bennett. <laughs> Star J. Yeah, you're looking at a guy who you're looking at a guy there in New York. That you're looking at a guy who's been tormented in New York for four years. I mean, that could have something to do with him maybe not wanting to go there. But yet, yeah, yeah. No, but then like I saw like Ian Begley basically said that like the the but, trade could literally just be Fournier topping and four first for Zion. <laughs> Like, do you even want? But like, my no, wait, th- that's perfect. Oh my god, this pushes the agenda even more. But do you even want? Like, do you even want to give that up at this point? Yes. I don't know. I think Zion needs to at least play a full season for me to like somewhat be like, hey, this is a guy I want. If it if it keeps if if he is motivated to be playing in new, in the media cap the sports media capital of the world, but it's not it's not a motivate. Can he even play? Like, I don't know. Like, he ha- he hasn't played. We'll see what happens, but we'll see what happens. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. If that's the trade, I'm sure Leon Rose. I'm sure it won't be. And Leon Rose, that's my fucking guy. I'm sure it won't be. And I'm sure those who know that video, what is said after, he's got way. He's got way more value than that. And but he hasn't been on the floor. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, just a little more NHL drama. Mitev Michkov, top prospect, allegedly, supposedly dropping from. He could have been a top three to now looking at the five eight range because he could be pulling a Yager. From what I'm hearing, that he's telling you know teams in his pre-draft interview that he's refusing to play for them, and that he only wants to play for the Capitals is is the what I'm getting that's swirling. But we'll see what happens. That would be huge for the Caps. That's a guy that could honestly turn a franchise around, in my opinion. Um, and he wants to play with Ovechkin, so we'll we'll see what happens if he falls to five or eight. But a lot of NHL draft round we saw with Shane Wright, and we'll see what happens this year. Oh my god, I cannot wait to talk about this thing about what I saw. <laughs> Read what he says. I know, I know. My boy giggling over here. <laughs> uh, into some less giggly stuff to talk about. The, love it. the Mets and Yankees stink. Um, I mean, the Yankees got a much-needed win on... Uh, oh, do you, you ready for this? I cannot wait to listen. Hal Steinbrenner is going to be on the Michael K show. <laughs> I'm ready to write this season off for the Mets. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but is we'll Tommy Pham really our best hitter? Let's talk some Mets baseball. It's in 2019 this anymore. Is, this is really upsetting. It's in 2019 anymore. I just don't know what the hell is wrong with them. Like, you can win 11 to one. Like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Um. Like, what? What's even a like? So the Mets lose last night. What's new? Four two. What's um, new? Framber Valdez goes eight innings. Yeah. The uh, Verlander pitched kind of well, honestly. No, he went seven. Hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, they just have to hit. It's every other night with them. Either they they can pitch well and not hit, or they'll pitch terrible and hit well and lose. They do th- <laughs> okay. Do you think Steve makes moves at the deadline? Are you kidding me? I think a lot of people end up leaving. He's got to be disappointed. No, it moves adds to think like okay, we can like still contend. Oh or... well, he's not never going to write the season off. Yeah. So you, I mean, we saw with Philly last year. And an extra wild card spot. Yeah. If they can get eighty one wins, that's that's what screws with people. If they can get eighty one wins, they're in. Yeah, that's what screws with people now because they this expanded playoff gives a lot of teams the thought of okay, we have a shot here, and you saw it last year with the Phillies. 
they need they need another consistent guy, another another consistent bat that can either hit with runners in scoring position or just hit in general. And who is that? Because Aaron Boone did say on his like talking Yanks thing, he was like, "Don't be shocked if this like." I, he basically said, "As a baseball fan, as a fan of the sport, this deadline is going to be very underwhelming." Because there's no one available. Yeah, and plus, I'm trying like, to think of guys available, but I think like, I don't. I don't really know. Like I really, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, on the uh, maybe Yankees, Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. He's just signed a free agent deal with the Orioles. But uh. On I'm the, trying to think of got teams that's like on the Yankee side of things, uh, not what you want. Uh, getting swept in Boston, that was just really bad. And I mean, like here's the thing: we needed a bat in the off season, and it was so evident that this team like needed a bat, needed a bat, needed a bat, needed a bat. And you extend Rizzo, good. You you bring back Rizzo, good. You bring back Judge, good. On top of that, you get a high level starter. Which, I mean, like, it's cool that we have this pitching rotation, but... Can't hit the ball. Can't hit the ball. And, mind you, this pitcher that we signed for $162 million has not even thrown a pitch <laughs> to the team yet. So, God knows if he will. <laughs> uh, no, he had a rehab assignment uh, yesterday. How did that go? Looked pretty well. Struck out five in it, three innings. Is uh, Manoa still D- DFA'd? He's not DFA'd. He's, or, but no, he's in, like, low A ball. Low A ball, <laughs> yeah. He's still there. Jesus hilarious um but the yankees do get a nice bounce back winning in seattle they play tonight uh johnny brito on the mound garrett uh tonight garrett cole pitched very well uh last night let's see what happens anyone anyone can turn it around but it looks bleak for both these teams right now it, it doesn't it doesn't look i mean the yankees look better than that's but <laughs> it like, looks bleak in new york yeah it, it still looks bleak uh trip around the league cincinnati reds they might fuck around and win the fucking central <laughs> but they've won like 11 no how much have they won in a row? Uh, dude, I'd have to scroll back. I dropped my phone. De La Cruz isn't even hitting that well. Yeah, I know, but again, he's just a fucking electric factory. Like, this is... He reminds me a lot of O'Neal Cruz last year, just a guy that's huge, like... He does, but this Reds team is, like, actually good. Like, that's, like, the thing How's India hitting? India? Like, they're thir- the Reds are 39 and 35. Uh, they're currently down 3 nothing to the Rockies right now. Um, Jonathan India. Let's see his stats here. Uh, he is hitting 269 with an OBP of 354 and an OPS of 789. A lot like, better than last Joey year. Joey Votto came back from injury. He hit a home run in his return. I mean... How is that guy still playing baseball? I don't know. But <laughs> it's a miracle beyond itself. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Cincinnati Reds here. They could honestly win the division. So they have won... They've won 10 straight. They're not going to win 11 today, so... I mean... They have two on, nobody out in, like, the fifth inning. So it's not, like, I mean, it's manageable. Um, sticking with the National League, the San Francisco Giants. On a heater. They are, oh, my God. What is this team? Is this? Are they going to win the division? I don't know. <laughs> so are are the not, Dodgers uh, aren't even first, right? They're Dodgers still, are in third. They're in third. They're in third. I told you. So they have. I, sa- I told you guys. Where, so where are the Padres at now? In a way, I am right. The Padres are in fourth. In a way, I, when Correa signed with the Giants and then got taken – I, I just remember that. Think of how good they'd be with Judge. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, I, told you, I told you, Tim, and you were like, no. And I said, with Correa, the Giants are going to be better than the Dodgers. Than the Dodgers. Without Correa. It's still early. Without Correa, the Giants are better than the Dodgers. They won in a 10-game heater. It's still early. 
you never now, know. Now, did I think that the did I think that the Diamondbacks were going to be in first place? No one did. <laughs> no. Are they still? Are they giving me first place at the end of the year? I don't know. I think so. Well, it's if they make a move, if they if they make a move, they just need to bolster that bullpen. Until the All Star break, I don't say anything. Uh, that is true. We have to. Uh, we have to like make our future bet for. Well, how are we going to do it? Do we want to do like? We... We'll break it down at some point. Yeah, uh, we'll think about it at a later time. Um. Going to um, let me see if there's anything else. Oh, I mean, the Texas Rangers are like the greatest team ever. <laughs> yeah, which is, I didn't expect that. <laughs> which is certainly something. Uh, the Twins are in first place in two games under 500. <laughs> love to be in that division. I would love to be in that division too. The Red Sox are in last in the East, and they'd be in first in the Central. That's they, like hilarious. They'd be in second in the NL East, I'm guessing. Uh, maybe third. I don't know what the third. Marlins are at now. They'd be third. The Marlins are 42 and 32. Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> So as it looks in the wild card right now, uh, it would be uh, the Rays and the Rangers get the bye. Orioles play the Yankees. Orioles play the Yankees. Twins play the Angels. Braves and D-backs get the bye. Reds play the Marlins. And then the Giants, or no, Marlins play the Giants and the Reds play the Dodgers. That's how it would, that's how it would look right now. I'm sure it won't be that way at the end of the year. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. think I see uh, blue and orange in there at all, but. We'll see what happens. Let's see. How far are you guys? How far off are you guys? Probably fourteen. Oh, oh the wild card. Shit. Probably like seven and a half back now. Uh, you're four back from the fourth spot, so you are. Okay, so you are eight out. That was close. Yeah, that's close. You're eight games out. Uh, moving on. What I saw. Let's talk about it. I'm so ready. I'll go first because mine's quick. Okay, what's yours? I just played a nice round of golf. Okay. (laughs) Shot a. uh, I only ended up playing nine. I shot a 44 at uh, Montana Country Club, so it was a pretty good round. I mean, I I will say it was a 90 because God knows I wouldn't have shot a 44 again. (laughs) Um, what I saw is uh, the Titanic. Let's talk about it because this is. uh, I just like. What did they think was gonna happen? Yeah, and even like this guy got like interviewed like on television was like. Saying he's so, like this thi- he's like this is gonna be like indestructible. Like this is gonna be like a, the safest thing ever. And then he's shown where he got all then, these parts. And then like the and then the guy g- giving the interview was like, "That's what they said about the Titanic." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know. He's like, he's got all these parts from like hardware stores. It just looks so poorly manufactured. Okay, so for those who don't know what's going on right now, um. I don't even know like who this guy is. Like how is like how is I don't even know how he have this money. To, I don't know. Just like five really wealthy people decided to go see the Titanic in this like no, but it's like a like a, like you can like buy to like go. See yeah, it's it. like a tour thing. I didn't know a guy. I had no idea who this guy is. But it, they they five very wealthy people went to go see the Titanic up in person, and it's just gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, on a submarine, and now they are running out of oxygen. They're basically stuck there. They're running out of oxygen. They are basically stuck in this in this like fucking it's like eight by eight it's not yeah, even like it's not, not even eight by eight. it's, it's like not a, big it's like a 12 by three like five like yeah, it's <laughs> not big at all and then they have like this is just a ballpark estimate right now i think they have like 15 hours of oxygen left yeah we're kind of running out of time yeah, they're like running out of time here to like try and find like they heard like banging noises last night like i can't even I'm trying to I don't even know if they know what they don't even know where they are. Yeah, they don't. That's the thing. I'm and so they're like find like their the, communication system and their location system is soft Starlink. So it's Starlink. It's run by uh, Elon Musk. And from what I've 
looked into, it says that they can only communicate with people when they're surfaced. So underwater, they're screwed. And Oh, yeah, they are. So uh, ho- hopefully they're surfaced somewhere and, and they can find them in the next 10 hours because... From what I'm hearing is you can't, you can't, you can only open the door from the outside. So you can't even, you can't even, they can't even get out. Oh my. And they, so here's, here's the three scenarios that I heard. So one. They live. For what, where they are now. Okay. Not even if they live. I've heard this is what could have happened. So they either went to go look at the Titanic and they went inside and they got stuck. They resurfaced somewhere in the middle of the ocean and their communication system whatever just isn't working and they're trying to they're trying to communicate and find them and hopefully f- get to them before their auction runs out yeah or they there was a malfunction and there was like a leak or something air pressure wise and it just exploded on them and they're you know they're done yeah they're i, I but i don't know we'll see what happens this is cr- well the best part about this i mean I mean, the funny part about this is, is his, uh, his, the guy's stepson. stepson went to a Blink-182 concert, and he was like, my family would want me to be here. No, but then, this is what I was la- so, yeah, like, can you, like, imagine, like, fucking, your family's dying, and you're just going, where are you? Yeah, literally, though. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, like, come on. I don't know. They're and j- then, and then, he went on, like, fucking, ugh. I lost it. Now I lo- oh my god, the guy went on like fucking OnlyFans. Was like tweeting at like an OnlyFans model, and was like, "I would." Oh, here it is. So, so the guy, so the OnlyFans model says, "Can I sit on you?" To which the stepson goes, "Yes, please," with like the like heart eyes emoji, and then rep- then adds to the tweet saying, "Please keep my family in your prayers." Like this guy, like this guy's just an absolute moron. That's amazing. And then I, no, and I think yeah, he just he like, doesn't care because he's getting such an inheritance. Like oh, he, yeah. he's a stepson, he doesn't care. I found the guy's Facebook too, and it's just it's oh my god. I don't know. This whole situation like, is just all of it. It's for like. For privacy, my mom asked me to delete all related posts. Thanks for the support. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is just, just an idiot. Hamish, my stepdad is lost in a submarine. Thoughts and prayers that the rescue mission will be. It doesn't even seem like he cares. Like he doesn't he's care. Like, he's like joking. He's like, you know, it's a bad day when you get a phone call from Tucker Carlson. Like, <laughs> dude, he just doesn't care. That's amazing. Oh my god. Just an idiot. What? That's just it's like so... a world class moron. That's amazing. I like. I don't even. I don't know. People just it, are so. People the... are so numb to reality. I know. Uh, I'm trying to think of another what I saw. Because I did see something else that like was definitely like. And like, say they do make it out. Like, how is this guy gonna react when he sees all this? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, yeah, yeah. Can you like, yeah. I don't know. Think about that. We're, we're gonna see in the next few days gonna, what happens. The next few days, we're gonna find. Next out few like, hours. Yeah. I hope. I really hope they do find them, but it it looks pretty pretty dim. Uh, another uh, what I saw, definitely. Uh, God damn it! These these memes are just incredible. Um, 
Next one I saw, it involves Duke, uh, one of their assistant coaches. Do you remember Emil Jefferson used to play for Duke for a couple years? I mean, no, but... Okay, but it was like 27. Just roll with it. Uh, he joined the... Uh, he joined the coaching staff in 2021, and he was just uh, hired to be an assistant for the Boston Celtics. So now he's back with now coaching uh, his best friend, Jason Tatum. So congrats to him. Yeah, it's a tough blow for the staff, but I'm sure we'll bounce back. I'm definitely sure that Duke will bounce back. It is redraft time, and I just realized that well, I had absolutely zero preparation for it. Me it's, too. So we're going to switch it because... No, no, no. no. I, actually, I remember... Well, dude, let's just do the draft next next time where we have preparation for it. Let's switch it. I want to do a list. Uh, we haven't done a list in a while. We haven't done a list. Okay. Okay. What do you think, Tim? Oh, no, babe. You're what I saw. Um, what did I see? Oh, it's International Yoga Day, so everybody get your yoga on. Get stretching. Yay. Maeve is going to Spain in about 10 days. I don't know if that picked up, but... So... Everyone, yeah, yeah. Maeve will be congratulations gone for to Maeve. Maeve, enjoy yourself in Spain. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll catch you when she comes back. Yes, hundredth episode tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. Um, all right, Stan. Top five, what? Drinks to get at a bar. Uh. Number five, I'm gonna go with the green tea shot. I feel like you have to. Yeah, Maeve, you can get out on this. You haven't. Dr- Maeve hasn't drank in like a year. year and a half, so I don't even know. Do you want to be on this I one? Even like go, oh, I don't even like go to bars that much. Fuck. Maeve, what's your number five? Number five? I would say green tea shot is up there at like three. All right, that's my five. But give me your. We go five to one here. Give me your five. Um, give them the mic stand. Never had a vodka Red Bull. You gotta lean in more because it didn't, it didn't pick up. Never had a vodka Red Bull. Um, vodka yeah, Cran's a, a classic yeah. one, but the hangovers are horrid. Okay. So you got that at five? Well, you can't, you can't break, it's gotta go five to one. Alright, we'll come back to Maeve when she has her breakdown of the full five to one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, my number five, fuck. Number five, I'm gonna go with a Dirty Shirley. That's a great open bar drink. <laughs> um, number four, I am gonna go with a Vodka Red Bull. That's where my number four is at, too. Number three... Never had a green tea shot, so I I wouldn't know. Come Maeve, on, I like don't classic stand. That's a classic stand. All right, let's do it. Make oh, no, one of those. Like got... you can just make one of those. <laughs> yeah, why not? There we go. Stan's gonna have his first one this weekend, and he'll bring the review back in the next and the next episode after. Uh, mind you, uh, we were recording this on Wednesday because I was gonna do a solo on uh, a lot of in- a lot of stuff went wrong yesterday. <laughs> I was gonna do a solo on Tuesday, and I was just too hungover to even like speak. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> All right, n- number three, I'm gonna go vodka Red Bull. All right, number three, a vodka Red Bull slash house vodka shot. Ooh, number three, I'm gonna go with a Long Island iced tea. That is a crazy beverage. That I. <laughs> I can't even drink those. Uh, number two, I'm just going to go with any ice-cold beer. Oh, so we can't pick, like, another? No, you can pick one. Okay. Mine's just any. I have um, no preference. Any light one. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I'll go any beer at number two. I'll go any light beer at number two. a Coors Light long neck bottle. Yeah, I'm kind of with you and on that one, And my number too. one, without a doubt, rum and coke. Vodka soda with a lime. Rum and coke. Probably two. I'm a, I'm a rubbing coke guy. There you go. 
There you have it. There's the list. We'll, there come, it is. we'll come back with the redraft that we just did for. Uh, no. It was 10. 2010? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll, we'll just come back to it next week. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about it, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, 100th. 100th is tomorrow. Stay tuned for it? that. I know. I can't believe it. It's been a long time. We have people, like, lined up for it, but they have not gotten back to me. We so. will get everything set tomorrow. Be ready for that Friday or Thursday night? Uh, That would be Thursday whenever we're done. All right. Thursday whenever we're done. Just look out for it. We'll send a yeah. tweet. And so just... this is going to go out whenever we're done, too. So. Well, that'll wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to subscribe to our, oh, subscribe to our new YouTube because we were inactive on our YouTube. We'll get it going soon enough. <laughs> so we we'll, we promise you it'll, it'll get going soon enough. <laughs> so we made a new one. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Be sure to check out a possible new video on YouTube. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Sure. Uh, be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars only. And we will see you guys tomorrow for the hun- for the hundredth time. Wow. Hundred episodes. All right. Peace out, guys. <laughs>